1: This this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Garrett Cole's Show. turn today.
2: One pitch, one nothing Boston. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The
0: balance of the team has been out of whack for a couple of years now. I don't know why they don't see it. We see it. I see it. You see it. What's the problem? Giancarlo, non si può sto
1: Earlier on the show, ESPN broadcaster Steve Levy, Miami Marlins
3: manager Don Mattingly. Coming up, from the Men in Blazers, Roger Bennett. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour
2: number three of the Rich Eisen show on the air. In twenty minutes, uh somebody who no doubt is uh needs to be peeled off the ceiling of wherever he just watched England advance over Germany in the Euro Cup uh, will be joining us. One of the Men in Blazers, Roger Bennett, will be joining us on this program. He's got a new book, Reborn in the USA, an Englishman's love letter to his chosen home. And it's fascinating to to promote this book about becoming an American from uh from uh England that this is a day where his English roots will be like his freak flag flying.
1: <laughs> wow. They advanced to the semi
2: nuts. to the quarters. Round of eight. Round of eight. Germany in Wembley in front of all those fans who are going crazy right now. They're gonna have to pull them out of there. Send him to their local pub.
3: Yeah, I mean they've probably been there since it's Fantastic. 7 o'clock over there. They've
2: probably been there all day. Perfect timing for Roger Bennett to be on this program. That's Literally, I, I would just say, get, right. let's get Roger Bennett on to talk about what we just saw in the Euro Cup. And he's a booked guest. That's what's called stepping in it. Same thing as well uh, with what I have here in my hand. And if you're on hold, stay hold. We'll take your call in a second. What I have in here in my hand and Mike don't worry I won't show your address here. Yeah, yeah. We've so. been we've been after you like this is this is something we've been on you for yes. for quite some time. For a long time. Because um the pet rock of sports fandom <laughs> oh, is in my hand.
3: Come on. I did it as a novelty because I'm not a Green Bay oh, fan. Oh no! At all. I'm,
2: no you, oh, you did it as a money making venture. I'm sure. No, I of course didn't. it's a novelty. I mean, yeah, like, I mean come on. to have some <laughs> some dude from uh, the condo in in Redondo uh, to tell Mark Murphy how to run the the Packers, as you know, the Packers are publicly owned.
3: There's three
1: hundred and sixty thousand.
2: And what I hold in my hand, the pet rock of 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 the National Football League ownership of the Green Bay Packers, you have right here your shareholder. Vote. It says seize your ownership. Lock in your vote. Right here from the Green Bay Packers, from 1265 Lombardi Avenue in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That is amazing. So I figured let's open this up on the air. Yep. First of all, before we do this. Yeah, go How ahead. much did you how much do you have to pay to be a member? I
3: thought uh, I thought uh, they were 250 each. I might be wrong. Correct. my you're added. correct. So Rich, there it are is, approximately 360,000 and chain shareholders of the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Um at roughly about 5 million million in-chain shares. They're $250 per share. They pay no dividends and they benefit from zero earnings. You cannot trade these and has zero securities law protection. So you're saying there's 5 million shares? Yeah, 5 million shares map. of the Green Bay Packers.
2: Times 250.
3: Well, no, 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 those are
2: from the original ones, I think. Or is that the well, new total, the total. Yeah, so, Rich, so, they all okay, worth so they're, they're not all worth 250. This was the second they're not all, they didn't all,
3: everyone didn't pay $250. They paid $250 at the most recent, recent share yeah. release, which was in 2011. That's when I got mine.
2: And basically, they don't. There's no. They. They. They're there's not, no. There's the, no dividends. Nothing. No. No but, dividends.
3: You can't trade it. Right. It benefits from zero earnings. It's essentially It's just cool it's, on the wall in the it's office. Okay. It's all it is. Yes.
2: It's something on the wall in the office. That looks Instructions cool. for voting and proxy materials enclosed. Oh, yeah. I get the vote. Right, I feel like I'm the, car, oh. the Carnac of I mean, this is well, like, I'm the Carnac of of the NFL right now. What
3: are you voting on? Was I on? Price Waterhouse bringing that in today? <laughs>
2: Aaron Rodgers, on a <laughs> beach. Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers on a beach.
3: Aaron Rodgers on a beach. Yes. Aaron Rodgers.
2: What's a complicated fellow with a daiquiri? Oh, yes. He
3: has the return envelope and all.
2: Here right we up. go. Here we go. All right. Place the return envelope on yep. the side here. Well done. Well done. All right. Well uh, here is your... Here's your 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 voting. And here is a letter from Mark Murphy. Oh. Wow.
3: Mark wow. Murphy. What Murphy.
2: What does the- he have to say here? Uh, There's a notice of annual meeting of the shareholders of the Green Bay Packers, Monday, July 26th at Lambeau Field. Purpose of the meeting. One, the election of directors named in the proxy statement. Two, any other business as may properly come before the meeting. <laughs> Three, go exactly. see two. One and two equals what? 12 <laughs> Jello.
3: Twelve. Here we go. Four
2: plus four, Tw- there you go. <laughs> 21. All right. Any other business is may properly come before the meeting. What do you like... think that might be? What do you think that might be? Hey, what are we doing with our quarterback? What are we doing with our quarterback? <laughs> Is Somebody's there any other done? business to? What other business might there be? Somebody's do we been... want to talk about concessions? Is that what we would like to do? What else? What else might
3: be before the shareholders? <laughs> what are you doing with the quarterback? <laughs>
1: I bet, on can a someone actually ask that?
3: They probably can, right? Why not? What
2: other, like, if this is a shareholders meeting and you're a share, in all honesty, I mean, if you're a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers and you are asked to come to a meeting to vote on the board of electors, uh, and, and you also are asked what other business could there possibly be? I mean, what other possi- business could there possibly be? <laughs> I mean, who's going to be that guy? Because you know somebody's going to be the first Now, one. you've got what looks Let's like four tickets to this thing. Yeah, yeah. You get, uh, yeah, so yeah. So you could. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so you yeah. could. You could bring. Bra- Let's go. Road I trip. We should go. should uh, we do our show from the uh, from the
3: from the meeting? Uh, yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I'll the be atriums. Doing, uh, well, uh... I'll be on the set of Tokyo Gold. Before uh, the three of you great. can go Let's, with my going. wife as she fills in here. <laughs>
3: Let's do it, boys.
2: Here um, on Peacock. Uh, okay. Only shareholders of record date at the close of business on that date can vote at the meeting. So you only you have a vote. It's important that your shares be represented and voted at the meeting. You gotta go, Mike. You gotta 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 go. go. You gotta be there. You gotta go. You've gotta go and raise your hand. Is there any business before the board? Yeah. Uh, Mike Del Tufo uh, of the uh, Redondo Beach Beach. shareholder community. (laughs) Um, uh, I have a question. What are you doing about the quarterback? What's happening with Aaron Rodgers? When's he coming back from Hawaii? (laughs) All right, Mark Murphy, after last year's meeting was held virtually, the Packers are looking forward to conducting this in person, oh. inviting you to join us at Lambeau Field to conduct the official business of the franchise. The meeting is set for Monday, July 26th at 11 a.m. Central uh, Central Time. Rain or shine in Lambeau Field. So there, you can come literally rain on it. They want you to be careful with protocols and all that stuff. Yep. Nothing about a complicated fellow. Nothing about <laughs> what they're going, what's happening with the team. There are some nominees, many of whom you probably haven't heard. Uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. Seventeen nominees. If you know, uh, if you want to vote for it, Mike, you have no idea who these people are. <laughs> None. None.
1: That would be
3: awesome. I'll write it myself.
2: Uh, no, I, I don't know who they are. There's a doctor on the faculty of the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health who's been on the board seven years. There are three nominees to join. There you go, man. Continuing directors, they're all here. Okay. This is actual real life Green Bay Packer information. Fantastic. Nothing about the quarterback. Nothing. Love it. Zero. But you can bring it up. The board of directors, their whole term, their terms would expire in 2024, which is interesting. Do you think, if, are there if, nominees of the board directors to serve in the class whose terms expire in 2022? There's three of them and their terms who expire in 2022 also includes Aaron Rodgers. That's interesting. <laughs> well, one of these people basically say, "I'm not coming," you know. "I'm not coming. I'm not going to wait till next year when you tell me my term expires. I want it dealt with now." Somebody and then just take the Aaron Rodgers approach.
3: <laughs> Mike, uh, "I want you to read really your go materials,
2: to this. sir." Isn't that amazing? I want you to really go. That's my favorite part about this. Purpose of the meeting. One, the election of directors named in the proxy statement. Two, any other business as may properly come before the meeting. I mean, What is there possibly to talk about about the business and future of the Green Bay Packers? Mike Del Tufo, what what would you, uh, Mr. Del Tufo of the Redondo Beach community, what do you want to know?
3: What are we doing in quarterback? (laughs) What are we
0: doing? What do you got?
3: What are we doing? <laughs> what, are we like doing
0: that. we do. what are we doing at quarterback? What are we doing at hey,
2: quarterback? What are we doing at quarterback? That's a it? very valid meeting. That's, That's a very valid question to come properly before the meeting. And, I like, think? and like another six thousand people just sit down at that point because they get their answer. Well, Dude, the same you're voting for people. The you're Are you going to study up? You're going to make make sure your vote counts. You got to study, Mike. Right. Let's go to Eric in Eastvale, California. What's up, Eric?
0: How you doing, Rich? Pleasure to speak with you. Pleasure to have you. Uh, did you mind if I say hello to my favorite, Isanette, my Del Tufo, as a fellow DJ? Go for appreciate it. appreciate somebody. Oh, Hi, Eric. fellow techie. DJ. Well, yeah. Vinyl, yes.
3: Love it, Eric. How you doing, brother?
0: Give him love. Um, hey, so the reason why I was calling is because when Brockman was bringing up Family Feud, same in my household, wife and daughter watch it like two hours religiously. However, back in, I think it was like 87 or 88, when Richard Dawson passed away, or before he passed away, he took a hiatus from um, Family Feud. And before Ray Combs succeeded him as the host, my family tested with who was going to be the soon-to-be host, and we did a bunch of film testing with uh, various families. And at the end of the day... Yes? We tested with somebody I think you would appreciate. Who is it? Your favorite football team, quarterback of Super Bowl three. Joe Namath. Joseph William Namath.
2: So, hold on a second. What? Hold on a second. let us You're telling me, Eric, from Eastvale, California, based on your personal experience and knowledge, boots on the ground, you tested as a family to be on Family Feud, what, what appeared to be a transition period for them searching for a new host, Joe Namath, meaning Aaron Rodgers is not the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl to test for a game show in a transition period, it's Joe Namath is what you're saying for family. That three. would be
0: correct. That would be correct. In fact, it was done um, on Sunset Boulevard, down the street from KTLA News 5 studio in a little plaza where there, I think there's still a Denny's there. And he was doing quite well, but obviously he never succeeded. But I could see the fragility of him being an NFL quarterback, because he walked pretty slow. He was kind sure. of punched over. Right, But he was he was really nice to us. And it was my mother and her three sisters, the oldest aunt being the leadoff hitter. And I was, I think, 17, 18 at the time. I was running anchor. It was just a great experience. So I, th- wow. I thought I'd, uh, you'd get a kick out of that, knowing that. You know, I did wow, get I really a tested for that position.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Eric. That's pretty cool. Wow. It's, it's time to play the feud. Let's play. Who's playing fast money?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to play? Fa- wants to play fast money with I mean, Joe? The kissing would be brilliant with Richard Dawson. Oh,
2: stop it!
3: <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I was I think, thinking I it, but Who I wasn't going to say it. Who wants to play fast money? <laughs> and right now, you could buy
2: some gold bullion with your fast money. <laughs> Are you pointing at your, is there video evidence of this? Not no, video evidence, so but I have found
3: an article that uh, it confirms this. There was yeah. a 1988 revival for the show on CBS. Jo- Joe Namath auditioned to be the host. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and they didn't it's get writer. it. Ray Combs beat him and, out? And didn't get it. They gave it to Ray Combs. That's you know. like Gardner Minshew beating out Trevor Lawrence for the, the starting job. Come on. Too laid back to be a game show host, they said. Is that right? So Joe Namath. It.
2: Hey, it's no big deal. If you got three strikes, it doesn't matter because we're all cool. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wear? Well, exactly. What it's do you a a wear? A fur coat? I mean, fur would be great.
3: You, that would be hey, great. Hey, it
2: doesn't matter if you lose. It's all cool. I could care less about a, what the answer oh, is. Oh, too Just bad! That's me. three strikes.
3: <laughs> hey, baby, <laughs> you mean, got twenty-five <laughs> seconds. If not, you'll hear the top beep. five <laughs> answers
2: on the board. If it's not up there, it's
3: no big deal, baby. <laughs> would have been awesome. Actually. I mean, that <laughs> would have been great. It's
2: time to play the feud. Oh, you didn't get in before the buzzer. Uh, let me check with the judges. Yeah, no.
3: Here's some. Party so it was guests. like
2: right there. <laughs> Here's gotcha. some parting gifts for you: my fur coat and a a hug for you and your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my I mean, that's my first blush thought of how Joe Namath would what do a family. For that idea.
3: would have been that would have been gr- funny. As, that would have too
2: great. laid back to be a game show. Too host. laid back. Yeah. He, so how did Kenny Mayne ever host two minute <laughs> I mean, like he, you know, yeah. hey, doesn't you know. Only the finest meats and cheeses. Sorry, we have some nice parting gifts for you, but an asteroid could kill us all anyway.
3: Hit it over some fencing they set up before the That's game. Right. That's <laughs> right.
2: Oh, man. I remember that two-minute drill. I was a, I was a, a, um, a celebrity guest on it. That's kid so I went to college
3: fun. with one, an episode. Is that
2: right? Yeah. And they got the college bowl tonight. Peyton man, let's see how Peyton does. He'll be great.
3: I'm sure he'll be great. Him and Cooper? Oh, will be awesome.
2: Cuppy? Cupper? Cupper Manning. Oh, that's right. Cuppers on it too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Doing it together. Cuppers going to get some run here. It's about time.
3: Well, we're going to see a lot of Cuppers soon because his son is the number one prospect. That's in right. Yeah. His son can sling yeah, it. He's can sling it. Like in seven years, he'll be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Just book it. Insane.
2: Drafted by uh, Uncle Peyton Ooh. for his for a team that he then owns. Yeah. It could Cut be. that meat. Cut that meat. Yeah. I've already started buying Arch Manning football cards. He, I, I bet you. you he's not you, by lying. By the way, I know he's you're not, not lying, correct? <laughs> he's not, not lying. lying. Are you really buying Arch Manning football cards? Uh, yes. Yes. Already. Oh, what is that? Like what? Uh, as in what? He's Isidore Newman, right? Is that what he is? is he just like his, yes. his whole family? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there's some high school yes. cards of him already? Yes. You don't find that a little bit? Like you want to shower after doing that, or what? why? <laughs> what? The, why? Because I'm purchasing something that was legally made. Okay. Let's take a break. <laughs> we come back. There's a ton on eBay. Roger Bennett. What a thrill he's of victory!
3: Right what a thrill yeah, he's, of
2: victory for Raj. He's four or five beers. Oh my Most god. Games. He's a man who is streaking. <laughs> <He's> streaking. <laughs>
3: Learn more at marines.com. So before Roger Bennett joins
2: us here on the show in about three minutes' time, um, you know, we'll just replay this glorious moment. You know, Switzerland and France m- giving us the penalty kick drama has nothing on the history of the Rich Eisen Show.
3: <laughs> Del Tufo said on the show uh, Wednesday that he's going to score three goals. <laughs> I laugh at that. Three. Try zero. I might even just sit down for his first goal attempt. There's really no point for us to be here. We could, The bet could have been, can Del Tufo make one out of 10 on shots on an empty on net? On an empty net. It is going to be ridiculous how badly we embarrassed Del Tufo today. I think they're going to lose this one, because I think I'm going to take him right into the net. You got 10 shots, Del Tufo. All I need is one. You're going down.
1: All right,
0: Del Tufo, first attempt. Why with the knee. Oh, for one, big boy! Woo! This is the way it works. These guys didn't have, they had no idea. I'm in shape. I've been working out. I lost weight. I'm not that big guy they remember. I'm not that big guy they remember. I'm a little
3: smaller. Oh. Oh. Ooh. 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 That's coming with some heat. Oh! You're letting down the command center.
0: Oh, no. FYI, just so you know, Law's idea, two goalies. Not that good. Ah, stop. Go I'm not running to get that. Go get it i book. <laughs>
2: oh, the drama and the pageantry <laughs> of th- oh. The drama, the, pa- the drama and pageantry of Mike Del Tufo kicking penalty kicks with the toe of his foot. Well, that also yes. spawned
3: because we were having a conversation and we had the idea that what if there were two goalies? Oh, yeah.
2: Great idea. And
3: then we we're like, well, let's just go do it.
2: You guys are great.
3: Yeah, We were going to get kicked off that field. Content.
2: All yeah. right. Uh, our radio audience returns uh, in just a mere matter of seconds. We are here on the Rich Eisen Show on NBC Sports on Peacock. And we are also... Back here on The Rich Eisen Show on our radio stations, terrestrial and satellite and streaming as well. And want to talk about perfect timing. I mean, absolutely perfect timing. The author of Reborn in the USA, an Englishman's love letter to his chosen home, available now wherever you get your books. And one of the men in Men in Blazers, joining us mere moments after England bounces Germany in front of the home fans in the famous uh, Wembley in London, is none other than Roger Bennett. I can't believe I get the opportunity to chat with you first blush after England advances to the quarterfinals in the Euro Cup, sir.
1: Holy, holy, holy crap, Rich. (laughs) All it took for England to win a big boy game in a tournament against the Germans was... For me to release a book about my love <laughs> of the United States of America. A-
2: <laughs> the timing is, is, uh, is unique. Let's just put it that way. But you must be out of your skull right now, Roger.
1: Well, I want to be completely clear to you, Rich Eisen, to mm-hmm. your audience. Although my accent does scream Liverpool, my heart is, you know, Team America. I have become American. I ride with America when America play England as they did in the women's World Cup where Alex Morgan sipped tea and told Piers Morgan exactly where he could put it. (laughs) You know, I root for the Americans all day and all night. But I will say, having said that, as a child of Liverpool, to watch France crap the bed yesterday in the Euros (laughs) and then the Germans today, I'll just say that doesn't get old, which is the first time in my life England have beaten Germany in tournament play. They've been Ralph Wiggum perpetually <laughs> since 1966 um, against Germany every single time. Just oh, just the Germans just know how to do it. This. this was this was a day in which English dreams will now be turned up to eleven.
2: And I, <laughs> and I know again, your your book is about being reborn in the USA, and uh, and 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 what your book is about. That said, what what. What is it going to be like on the streets of London tonight, right now, Roger?
1: Um, the ho- Not just London, picture the whole nation of England. Right. We'll just be like one giant city of Philadelphia. <laughs> they better reach those telephone poles is all I am telling you. We are the whole of England and I often split with my pronouns. When I say we, I mean they. Yes. It will be it will be Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And this was just this was just a round of 16 game. There is no doubt in my mind we will know, probably go and crap the bed in the next uh, game against Sweden or whatever. But honestly, for England to beat Germany, I want to be clear, the only thing they can do better than beating the Germans, this is, I mean, the, the Germany are just, they, they are the death star for us. They are just so unbelievably powerful we essentially today i don't like to be hyperbolic but we saw luke skywalker take a very proton torpedo down uh, that, down an air duct that's how much of a remarkable uh, spectacle it was for me to witness today it was genuinely incredible and it doesn't matter yes they may now go on we can talk about how deep but this day for england ballads will be written about this day tapestries will be woven fathers, sons, mothers, daughters will pass on this story for generations. Well, and and the
2: last forty eight hours in this tournament have been just stupendous, Roger. Uh the the matches of uh Monday with both uh Spain and France uh blowing two goal leads and ultimately the French, as you put it, crapping the bed. Um and
1: that's how you say it in the- French, Rich.
2: Uh, mer- merding, uh the, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say bed. I used to, I took French in high school. My wife's fluent in it. I'm less than, I'm less than, oh, basically mate, is what I'm saying. Mate,
1: mate, mate. they did crap the bed. It's been, just every game feels like the Golden State Warriors giving up a 3-1 lead. It is genuinely, you know, first of all, this tournament is, it's remarkable it's happening at all. Remember, this right. was cancelled last summer as the whole continent was under the grip of the pandemic. So to see... Just in cities across Europe, many with, with fans packing the stadium again. That's for I me; mean, it's a remarkable thing. to the again after what we bit, but the players then stepped up in their national team jerseys. They're singing their national anthems, and this tournament does feel special for them. You can see there's almost a joy. As they take the field, the joy of kids, the naive joy of being together, they are not taking it for granted either. And the football, these guys are exhausted. They're shattered. They played pandemic seasons. They are utterly you know, mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, and they are just going for it. It's a tournament in which no lead is safe. You know, we've all emerged from lockdown. Uh, I will say, however much we are going for it in life, no one has emerged from lockdown drunker. The Euro 2020.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Roger Bennett here on the Rich Eisen show. We also uh could not uh help but notice the Ruthian shot call uh from the Men and Blazers Twitter account during the penalty kicks yesterday. Mbappe missed coming, and then sure enough. Wow. That was that was you, I imagine, correct? Not Davies who tweeted that one out. Uh, that
1: was me. That was me. Okay. That was that was, a, that was a that was a that you know, people don't turn to us for footballing knowledge, Rich. That is a shocking moment. People don't think that we know what we're talking about. Or we like people to think that we don't know what we're talking about. But Mbappe is a is a young giant of the game. The penalty shootout Americans make me, I mean, it's like Russian roulette. It's really a game, a game that is only loosely connected to everything that comes before it. Football's the the ultimate team game, and right. then you know, if they run out of time, you're like, lads, let's have a one-on-one thing. They should really just have a dance-off. They really should. That's a dance-off between the teams' best dancers would be as connected to the game as football as the crucible of the penalty shootout. So this is one of the best players in the world going to the penalty. you I mean, tw- you're so close, you can you could touch almost the goalkeeper but it's just a psychological test of nerve. And Mbappe, who had misfired the whole tournament, you could see you were second-guessing. I mean, He's gone from a world-beater, essentially in his shooting action to Shaquille O'Neal at the free-throw line. (laughs) And it wasn't a surprise. It was not a surprise. And it was very dark. When a player misses and his nation crumples because of his action, it's a lot for one human being, especially one so young. But that just... If he missed, we will predict he will come back. Please God stronger, more determined, more tenacious for that experience and will dominate for for years to come.
2: Would you prefer to go first or last in a in a in a PK, Roger? What's the
1: benefit? Um you mean if I was if United States are in the World Cup final yes, sir. and uh, we're in the huddle and yep. the manager says, Roger, what are you feeling? Um yeah. I think, um, you know, I, it really doesn't matter to me, to be candid. I'd do whatever our nation needed. Uh, I'd do it with soiled underpants, that's for sure, in <laughs> either position. Um, and I would deliver glory. I would. I would. I've would built for this. It's one of the sad parts of my life. I dreamt of representing the nation. I still maintain that dream. You know, In my book, yep. um, I write about meeting the Chicago Bears, the Super Bowl winning team. I met them at O'Hare Airport at 4 a.m. in the morning. Walter Payton, my hero, uh, Jim McMahon, everybody, you know, a nation's darling, the punky QB. And, of course, William Refrigerator Perry, um, who was just a carnival of joy. I had his poster above my bed in Liverpool. And at 4 a.m. in the morning, he put his big arm around me. Uh, I was 15. I was like, I dreamt of America. I'd lived through the Bears. Their, Their glory had shown me. it was You could throw off 20 years of of, of failure and self-sabotage and become a winner, which I personally, you know, I needed that in my own personal narrative. And William Perry put his arm around me and he whispered into my ear, he said, dream big dreams. You can do anything. If I do it, you can too. Which, you know, now I know, now I work in sports, I know is just um, what every uh, athlete says to any kid, just every cliche that they whisper to every kid. But back when I was 15, I was like, William Perry is telling me to move to America. And um, and so, yeah, I do dream of taking that penalty kick. And when the nation needs me, yes. I am there.
2: Yes, but would you prefer to go first or last, Roger?
1: <laughs> for, for America's choice, uh, America, I, I would probably, uh, I think I'd do a job last. That's the most nerve-wracking one. They need uh, a gentleman that brings tenacity. And also, Rich, you know me. I'm dead inside. I have no feelings. <laughs> So I would not be, I would not be a nerd, but you know, you, honestly, you
2: Roger, that's one of the many reasons why I love you is you fully admit that. And plus you and I being part of the ball brotherhood, you giving me a bilf life mug that I have here in studio. Oh, um, just seeing, amazing. just seeing, you know, the, the German, the German manager's hair. It just, it just, it's impressive. Uh, just seeing the, the, the perfectly cut suits. Uh, from some of these managers as well. I mean, Southgate's look is just amazing. And, and then it, there's never a crease out of order. It just is a, I'm, I'm stunned by it. I'm really just taken aback by the fashion and the pageantry yeah, the, as well.
1: There's the fashion, the anthems, the pageantry, the own goals. You, you were bald before Trey Young made it cool. Rich. <laughs> you were a pioneer. You are an OG of baldness. Now all the kids are doing it. It's true.
2: But oh. Roger Trey so are you saying Tray's Trey's gonna be one of us soon? Is that what you're saying?
1: What, why are you why are you future tensing it? How are you future tensing it? Trey Young is He's there. Trey Young. Pound for pound is the is probably, I would say, the best bald athlete in the world. I think I, I watch him. It's one of the many things I don't understand. Like I know I know so many red headed human beings who like watch Kevin Herter and just feel so close to him. Red Velvet, he represents all of us one of the things that annoys me about bald people I love how we're talking about everything apart from my book here it does annoy me you've got me off you've got me angry I'm like it's a jag like everybody connects to their symbol of representation we bald we don't support each other we don't look at each other and nod we don't feel pride in each other's accomplishments and I do want to say I do I look at Trey Young as a bald man I look at him and I'm like Trey Young you are a king bald you represent all of us and it's genuinely thrilling to see <laughs>
2: The fact that we are talking about other aspects other than your book, though, Roger shows how your book is. I, in my mind, it, it just shows you that your book is going to touch upon so many other different things because you're a raconteur and you're an expert on so many different things. Like this, that you could call your shot that Trey Young is already in the Bald Brotherhood. Uh, it's, I, I find I think I think it's just like a, a full circle. Quite frankly, he's
1: a leader. You He's, know. He's, our he He's not just in the. I mean, we we march behind his banner. He is, um, and again, I do. I do, in all the sports, there's no one I watch and savor more than that man right now. Can we talk about my book? Yes, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> it's Independence Day. It's July Fourth. It's America's. I birthday. love it. It's just Did- a time of glory, and I want to spread the love about yes. America. It's a time to genuinely not to everything here that we often take for granted after a couple of years of chaos and challenge. Oh, it's why I wrote it.
2: So did I did I pick up what what, what you'd mentioned earlier before, that that William the refrigerator Perry was part of your um, your your early on process about falling in love with this country and wanting to move here? It, it, or that Absolutely. that's just no kidding.
1: Absolutely hundred percent. William Refrigerator Perry, not him alone. I mean there were right. many. Um, really it started with Jonathan and Jennifer Hart the movies of John Hughes, Miami Vice, when you see Crockett and Tubbs, mm. you know, that, that, was, that, that was like, I, I was a flailing gentleman full of self-loathing and no self-confidence. <laughs> and really, Miami Vice, yes, it might have been a show about two guys keeping the world safe from, uh, from the evil intent of drug cartels, but really it was, <laughs> as I say, Animal Farm is a book about horses and pigs. It was yes. really a man, manual of self-confidence aimed at teens around the globe be singular in style find a look, stick to it. Even when you're going on the drug bus, don't wear Kevlar, just wear Periwinkle T-shirt with your sleeves rolled up, no socks and a spadrille. Just always be yourself. And um, so I, everything I watch, the Chicago Bears, again, I talked about them earlier, mm-hmm. to, to throw off your narrative of 20 years of, 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 of failure, of wasting the career of the greatest man, Walter Payne, to ever pull on your jersey, right. and suddenly become a all buccaneering, all fighting swaggering, you know, trash-mouthing, boasting team who backed up those boasts with glory against arguably New England Patriots' greatest ever quarterback in my book, Tony Eason. And I've watched each of these and just took from them lessons about how to be in the world. And I grew up in Liverpool, the greatest city in the world, but Liverpool was really falling apart in the 1980s. The north of England was economically devastated, politically, disempowered uh, the steel mills in the north the coal the cotton closed down in england uh, liverpool had no reason to be my life has lived in black and white you know there was high unemployment there was massive heroin epidemic and i survived this kind of time of darkness by making believe i was an american who was trapped in an englishman's body by listening to tracy chapman listening to run dmc watching the bears and really, I persuaded myself I was American before I'd ever set foot in this country. And the book is really about how externally the idea of America can fill you with courage, with belief, with aspiration, with a sense that a different possibility to the one that you're currently experiencing is there. And that's something I've made real by moving here, becoming American. And thank God, as you know, Rich, they allow like bald all men on television. So it's all gone Okay. <laughs>
2: And is that a photograph of you skate ro- roller skating on the uh, on the front, uh, or is that a, sk- a skateboard of you on the, the front cover of the book? It
1: is. It's, a, it's 16-year-old Rog about to go to the Beastie Boys concert in Liverpool, yeah. which ended within one song, as the Beastie Boys were canned off by my fellow Liverpudlians and a riot ensued which was tear gassed by the police and Ad Rock was arrested. Another moment when I realized... <laughs> if I wanted to do something, to be something, to savour something, I had to leave. And then, of course, Tracy Chapman's album took over the world. And um, just listening to her lyrics about make bold moves, uh, if you are miserable, don't just wallow in your misery, get out while you still can. That kind of, that kind of completed the narrative, and I moved to Chicago really at the earliest opportunity. And, I, I, I just, and what I will say... So this has been a time of challenge for America the past couple of years. We're we just emerging from lockdown, a time of chaos, a time of darkness. Um, I, I have stood in a in a courtroom in Lower Manhattan with 162 American, new Americans, who came from 41 countries all around the world, many of whom struggled to be here. You know, escaped civil wars, famines, worse. Um, And we were all united by the dream of America, by the idea of America. And to be in that room, to say the oath, to become American, to fulfill a dream, when you've done that, it gives you such a sense of America as a place that can give courage, that can give joy, that can give deep, deep meaning. And that's really what I wanted to convey with my American story in this book.
2: And again, it's reborn in the USA, an Englishman's love letter to his chosen home, available now Or all books are sold just in time for July the fourth uh congrats on that roger i appreciate the time i always appreciate your your wit your sensibility in our conversations i really appreciate oh,
1: it mate. ricardo Eisen, you are doing the lord's work and <laughs> mate it's coming home i, I
2: appreciate it <laughs> so uh, i guess before i let you go one last uh uh, uh football question then um sure. is this tournament who's the favorite now could it be england i mean spain uh i mean germany and france are now out Who's,
1: who's the favourite here? And Portugal too. This Portugal, is, this right. This is a tournament that I think the script writer must be Christopher Nolan. It is, it is so batty. It is so insane, the narrative. Only a fool would make a prediction, so I will make a prediction if nice. that's the case. <laughs> Great. And I think not England, that's who will win it. <laughs> i love it you, to your listeners to your viewers uh ahead of uh, july 4th wish you all love and courage
2: thanks Re- for having me you bet reborn in the usa and english's love letter is chosen home the author roger bennett right here on the rich eyes and show a great fourth Raj.
1: thanks guys You,
3: bet. That's you.
2: the best Ra- the best at Raj the bennett best. on twitter at men and blazers on twitter and instagram as well
3: the best not england will win
2: not england will win <laughs> There you go. But Tonight. Let it be low and brown.
3: England drinks. <laughs> That's the
2: phrase that it was. Get after When it. I was in, uh, that, remember that commercial? Let it
3: be Yes.
2: Let it be Ooh, low and brown. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Let it be low and Yeah, John. Let it be low and steam. John, let it be Lowenstein. and <laughs> steam. Yeah. I remember that. Oof. Wow. Yeah, it just doesn't dovetail into the whole, like, I've left England now here in America, but, you know, guys from Liverpool, and he's just, i, I what a win. That's one oh, of the greatest God, international wins for England. Certainly one in a long time. For sure. They just bounced Germany in front of the home crowd. Harry Kane helping assist on the first, and then heading in the second. How about that?
3: First win over Germany in a major tournament since 1966. That's what he just said.
2: Muller missing one left. It was their day. It was England's day, man. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll set up uh, our next couple of shows and, uh, and take your phone calls and get out of Dodge here on this wild, fun Tuesday. All right, we're uh, having some uh, technical difficulties here. Um, showing this second uh, installment of what happened years ago. Don't worry, the competition got worse. He didn't, didn't score. score. Yeah, I mean, I got tired. He
3: didn't tired. score anymore. I got tired.
2: Very good. Raheem Sterling, everybody. Number 10 in your program, number Superstar. one in England's heart. First England, England player to score in three consecutive games at the Euro.
3: Wow. Superstar.
2: He is that. Quite a day.
3: What a day! What a game!
2: So I was looking for some information from Roger. I guess he, you know, do you go first? or do You go last? Yeah, the penalty he, kick. He didn't
3: have a good answer for that. I don't know. I think it's just I think
2: a, you want to go first, right? I think you want to get I you want to get the first one in the net. You want to go first each time.
3: Put the pressure on.
2: Put the pressure
3: on, yeah, right? I think so. I, I mean, it's just me. I, I mean, I see the you know, if someone wants to say, well, I want to know if I need to score or not. You know, if some people thrive in that pressure going second. Mm-hmm. Totally get that I would want to go first
2: Where where? How, how many more matches Are in London mm, I can
3: tell you You know I'm what gonna, I mean Where
2: are second. the quarters And then the, the semis And
3: uh, Standby And it. the final I got that right here
2: You know look at there We're showing Trafalgar Square People kind of
3: Alright so on Fr- Gathering uh, So we only have one match left Sweden and Ukraine Are up in about, yes, 20, in about right. 20 minutes On Friday July 2nd Switzerland and Spain Play in St. Petersburg Yep Belgium and Italy play in Munich. And then on Saturday, the Czech plays Denmark in Baku, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of Sweden and Ukraine play England in Rome. Rome. The Rome. semifinals are both in London, and the final is in London.
2: Rome. Who wants to take a trip to Rome? I mean,
3: let's do it right now.
2: Rome, Italy. Oh.
3: So, so if England makes it to the semis. They've got. A home They go game. Home. They got a home. So they game. got to
2: touch up in Rome. Yep. And then they go home, and the rest are at home.
3: Yep. Oof. Wow. Wow. Wow is right.
2: They got a shot, they got right?
3: A, they got a shot. They are. I. I. They are now the favorite.
2: They got to go to Rome
3: with France and Germany bounced. Just hearing that just, just made favorites. me happy. They're the favorites.
2: It's one of the greatest cities on planet Earth, oh, man. Hundred percent. You got to go if you've never
3: been. I've never been. It's on the list.
2: Bring that baby of yours?
3: On the list. You ever been to Rome?
2: Not Rome, no. Not on the way to Monaco? <laughs> we skipped over. Monaco and also to, yeah. to Rome. I think we stopped in Madrid first. Oh, another I've never list. been there. I'd love another, to go another, there once. Oh, yeah. Madrid was nice. Spain is beautiful. I bet. Well, that's some highly uh, fascinating um, <laughs> analysis of Euro 2020 right here. The Rich Eisen show. <laughs> so, alright. Uh, we are back here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Eight four four two zero four. rich being the number to dial. We're also back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. We're here on our Sirius XM channel 211. We're here on Odyssey as well. Roger Bennett, Don Mattingly, and Steve Levy. Fun show. How about Don Mattingly basically saying, guys would come back to the dugout and say the ball's not moving naturally, Skip. And his answer would basically, I know I hear it. I hear the ball rip off like there would be a noise. And last year with no fans, you would hear it.
3: Yeah. And then he got a physical baseball. Baseball, got on his hands. And had the stuff on his fingers that took two, two, innings two innings to get to off. Get off. Wow.
2: Got too far. And the hitters said, he said yeah. the hitters had said enough. That's why Reggie, when we had Reggie Jackson, my Mr. October, not Los Angeles' <laughs> Mr. June, but um, he he last week said that the pitchers brought it on themselves. Brought it on themselves. Doesn't feel for him. Getting checked all the time.
3: Yeah, they took it a little too far, you know, using construction glue. And I, I totally right now now see that as well. Right but,
2: now, like Don made it sound like the, the umpires looking at these gloves and everything else are, are like that. Video of I guess I think that you know British security guard who barely touches, touches people everybody. and moves him past. Yeah. <laughs> he said that yeah. it's it's getting you know like they got to watch it because players are going to use something else. Meanwhile, Andrew Miller, um, you know the lefty reliever who is um uh, along with Scherzer on that executive subcommittee of the Players Association, he went on a, on a uh, a pod on the Athletic with Jason Stark and said he doesn't see any reason why people can't. Throw a baseball with a spin rate and grip it with nothing on the baseball. Doesn't see a problem with that. Should be able to do it.
3: But then you hear other people say that the new balls out of the box are too slippery. Well, then you rub it. You you, you get
2: them muddy. You get them dirt. You get them going. Yeah. You work them in. You work them in. I'm telling you, this thing's not over yet. I just have a sense that this thing's going to come back. Yeah, right, right. Will they check the starting pitcher in the All-Star game? Nathan in LA, let's take your phone call right here on the Rich Eisen show. What's up, Nathan?
1: Hey, how's it going? I couldn't help but uh, have this crazy thought that I wanted to share when you were reading the uh, the Packer invitation. Could you imagine, just out of curiosity, if Aaron Rodgers were to show up to the meeting? <laughs> oh gosh, as like the ultimate coup, and just present to the fans directly his viewpoints and what he wants and this and that and well, get a sense of who won who's on his side and who isn't
2: again just for people who might be surfing in right now or maybe watching later uh on our social media feeds or whatever nathan you're referring to mike del tufo uh being an owner uh, of the green bay packers and getting uh in the mail what i'm holding up what i opened up here is his uh his vote ballot for the board of directors that he has no idea who they are and has no sense whether they deserve to be reelected or not. And he's going to still check a box because this is the pet rock of sports, (laughs) because this means nothing. He makes no money on it, but you do get something like this to check the box. Right. So, and, and you're, you're referring to the June, July 26th uh, shareholders meeting. Yeah. And we have, and, and, and we have discussed before, that Aaron Rodgers shows up to this like Jimmy Chitwood showed up in Hickory for the meeting to fire Coach Dale. And he shows up and he says, I think it's time for me to play some ball. And everybody goes, great. Goes nuts. <laughs> and he says, although Coach has got to stay, yeah. if Coach is gone, I'm gone. And everyone like, starts freaking out and then they vote for Coach to stay and then he they thought. have Why Not Winning. Yeah. That he would stroll into the meeting – And he would say, it looks like it's time for me to play some ball. Everybody goes crazy. And he goes, except Gutekunst has got to go. If he stays, I'm gone. And he's like the Jimmy Chitwood right here and see what happens and just throw that bomb out there. Just shows up, signs some autographs, wear the I'm offended T-shirt, you know, (laughs) and then get the hell out. You know, that would be be what the kids say lit, right? That would be pretty crazy. Crazy. What do you think of that?
1: I think that would be just about as ultimate Aaron Rodgers, big bomb like big splash, doing yeah. my way kind of. Situation. You should come in. I don't yeah, think it'll
0: happen.
2: But I would love it. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You know, he should wear that I'm offended T-shirt underneath. You know what? He should make up like a letter jacket, right? Right. It's just like Jimmy Chitwood. Right, twirling a
3: football. Right, twirling
2: a football. Come strolling in. Rolls up. People are said like, "What's going on right yeah. here?"
3: And he walks up What's, to Mark Murphy. Says, "I got something to say."
2: Got something to say? That's right. Yep. Well, you might as well, well go ahead and say is, it. has exactly. He's not
3: a shield He can't go if he doesn't have a share.
2: Turn around. I'll turn around. Turn around and say.
3: Aaron Rodgers could be your proxy. Yeah, he could be your proxy. One you one got of those three. People.
2: You got three. Yeah, you right. Give, you can give one of these tickets. Yeah. He Can't speak though. He'll get in.
3: Well, he can't vote, but he can he speak. Event.
2: I don't know if he could speak. Well, look, Jimmy Chitwood didn't have a vote either. Yeah. In the town. True. I mean like he, it, it seemed like it was only parents could vote. Looks like it's time I I've decided time about for time me to start, 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 start about time to start playing some ball. Yeah, yeah all, right. all right. Except good. uh Goody's gotta go. Crumbs has got to go. Football crumbs is out. Crumbs. <laughs> Football crumbs is out. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm out too. And just put it before the vote. Again. The 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 directions. This is so great. Purpose of the meeting on July twenty sixth, eleven in the morning next month at Lambeau Field. Number one, the election of directors named in the proxy statement. Mike, I would literally give you whatever's in my wallet. It's not it's more than twenty bucks if you could name me one member of the current board of directors of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Alan, Alan Smith. <laughs> Alan Smith oh, <laughs> is not a member of the board of directors. But anyway, any rate, the election of directors, <laughs> name the proxy statement, that's one. Two is any other business as may properly come before the meeting. What possible I mean. business needs to be come before the meeting that takes priority other than the burning, complete fire of a dumpster atop top their quarterback depth chart. What what else? What other uh, what other items on the agenda? Could it be could it be building a new club level? Could it be what? Could it be something to do with the community relations? Could it be cuz yeah. if, if anything any community relations needs to be dealt with, any other building of any sort of capital project definitely is dependent should, upon whether 12 continues to play football there in 2021. Like literally there could not be any other form of business in front of the committee that isn't somehow tangentially connected to this. And what do you think? Like, I, I don't even know, like any of these people, I should go just what, to look what
3: they said. Cause somebody's going to say,
1: I would go just to see what they,
2: Mike, I have a feeling there'll be members of the media there who could handle that. I don't know if they can <laughs> go inside. You're assuming... They have to be a shareholder. Dude, you, there's 5 million of them. What, are they going to no, no, check IDs? No, like, show me... There's only
1: 360,000, but that... How many show?
3: There may only well, be a... Lambeau,
2: co- we know what Lambeau's capacity is. Yeah. They might keep it
3: out... You know, keep them outside. 81,441 capacity. Mike, Mike, you got it. Mike, that's one day off. We'll approve. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
2: What business is Gotta there? Fight the week okay, th- and and do they do like the 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 you know bang a gavel? All right, uh, what business is before us? And then people are start saying, "Are you kidding me? What what business do you think is before us? Where's the quarterback? Is Blake Bortles still on the roster? <laughs> I mean, like, right? If someone what what, what, what do go. we what do we do if Aaron Rodgers does not show up? What do we do with his bicycle? Great question. You know what I'm saying? Great question. What do you do with his bike? Does Bortles get his bike? (laughs) To wheel to practice? What else is there to talk about? (laughs) Hmm. What's on the agenda? Anybody? Bueller? Does Bueller have a vote? Thanks to Steve Levy, Don Mattingly, and Roger Bennett. Tom Glavin is on tomorrow's show. Dan Patrick has agreed to call in in the first hour to talk about tonight's Game 4 in Atlanta, as well as what's going on in the Western Conference Finals and, of course, his conversation with Scottie Pippen that still resonates, to say the least. And in studio, Jay Billis, Esquire, will be here to talk about the last day in America without a name and likeness agreement on the books in the United States. That's on Wednesday. See you then. See ya.